Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's Bud Pod One Five Three. Um, One Five Three Bun Hay. Please, that's me ordering at a Vietnamese restaurant some bun hay. What's bun hay? Bun hay is the 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 spicy soup dish with vermicelli noodles that hails from the ancient capital, the ancient Vietnamese capital of Hay, H U A Hay. You know where the oh, it 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 was hit hard during the war. I, it was yeah, hay of, not the Hay offensive. Huey Huey City, the siege yeah, of Huey. Yeah, they always yeah. call Xi Jinping in, like, in Vietnam films and stuff. But what Vietnam films don't tell you is that the, what they were sieging was a load of delicious spicy soup noodles <laughs> as well. It has ancient walls. Mm-hmm. I seem to remember yes. from Dan Snow's military history TV show. Yeah, it's supposed to be a really grand ancient city. Hui. Hui. So, hey, Hui, Bun. Bun, no, bun Hui. Bun Hui. Please. Please. One, five, three. One, five, three. Bun Hai. I'm pronouncing hey, hey, hi, that's a rhyme. Bun hi, please. Um, and you just had some Asian food? I did. I actually have Vietnamese place is probably why I thought of it. My head, um, but I, I, I didn't get bun hay, uh because I had bun last night at a different Vietnamese restaurant. Your second tour of Nam. Yeah, Charlie has done well out of me the last couple of days. Charlie in the trees is, well, he's, he's laughing all the way to the trees, let's just say. <laughs> I, I've been fattened up by the man in the black pajamas. What's that? That's how they used to refer to Viet Cong. Oh, the man, the man in the black... The man in the black pajamas. Oh, yeah, they do wear black. They must yeah. have been hot. They wear black in a lot of hot countries, Southeast Asian. It's true. A lot of hot countries, they wear black, and I always think, what's the... Is there something I'm missing? Is it like when you have a hot coffee on a hot day and it actually kind of feels fine? <laughs> yeah. There's a clothing version of that? When I see uh, ladies in, I don't know, Saudi Arabia and they've got full black, they're wearing just full black all of it. It's like, oh my God, that must be so hot. It's just soaking in the sun. and Like wearing a black t-shirt on a hot day in London. <laughs> Is like um, you can feel the mistake the second you walk onto a bit of pavement that the sun's touching. Yeah. You just go, uh oh. <laughs> like the second the sun hits your back, you go, oh, oh, oh no. no. If it was all of you, it's got to be art in there. And it's all channeled upwards, right? Because it's like it's hanging as a robe, so it has to channel up. Yeah, yeah. And is then- there, are there, can you get them with vents? Like an academic gown has got big vents in it, you know, like underneath the armpits. It actually doesn't like go are up. Are we talking about the niqab here? Is that, is that the niqab? Is the full, I, I, I forget. The one, everyone, everyone always says burqa, but it's never right. Because I think burqas are the ones that have like a mesh face thing. Oh, maybe that's what, that is what I'm thinking about. Um, but the, I'm thinking about the full cover up. Um, okay. It's a cover up. <laughs> All right. They're hiding women down there. It's a cover up. <laughs> it is niqab is a face veil. Oh, okay. A burqa is a veil that covers the entire body and face with a mesh window or grill across the eyes. Okay, so I'm thinking of burqa then. Yeah, but a niqab is the same thing, but with no mesh. Oh, with no mesh. Okay. 
Well, maybe not the same thing, but you know what I mean. I'm talking about in terms of visible. Burka, yeah. you can't even see the eyes. Yeah. Nikab, you can see there's like a visor. Yeah. Suffice it to say, wearing hot. black in those countries is hot. And the traditional dress of my um, my native people is the Karazandusun of North Borneo. Um, <laughs> also wear this, I mean, this beautiful um, outfit of like um, black trousers and black thick shirts with beautiful gold trimmings. Yeah. But it's just black, black, black. It is, yeah. It looks, it looks like not the first skin you'd unlock in a game but like a cool prestige skin yes like black skin bla- bla- the black cloth with gold trim it's the best armor you can get in assassin's creed 2 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's one. Yeah. you have to collect all the pieces around the world and you get the black yeah 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 black armor. you collect <laughs> yes it does look enchanted <laughs> yeah, yeah from the point of view of someone who's played too many video games it looks like okay i know it looks like cloth but in the game it's actually the only plus 50 armor yeah. Available. Yeah, all the Karazandusans look like they they had to go on cheatmaster.com to, to find all the places where they found the pieces of their outfit. Yeah. Like they, they, <laughs> they gave up eventually. Like, okay, fuck this. I, I can only do this organically for like 30 pieces. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they, they were, it's hard to be from that group, mainly because of the quests. It's <laughs> just a lot of questing. Um, um, I'm trying to... I've just googled is is it hot to wear niqab? Yeah. Um and there is like a kind of guide. And the guide is like yeah, try and wear lighter clothing or like don't wear polyester. Um, um it's loose though. That's the advantage is like keep it keep the clothes loose. Oh, okay. Underneath so as well. Move. Yeah. Moves around. Yeah. Get some ventilation in there. Here we go. Yes, it is hot under a hijab, according to Sarah Mushtaq. That's the headline. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for writing that in the London Free Press. What is that? The London Free Press? That sounds like one of those papers people make up to, like, spread anti-vax theories. Yeah, the London... Yeah. You know? Yeah. The the news outlets you should always look out for are, like... um, World news today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like, um, yeah, or like top story network. It's just like <laughs> vague. It's like, mm, okay. just called like truth news. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it just seems to say that it is, it is pretty warm under there, but it's not crazy. Okay, well, that's good. It seems like, like, that's often the case with anything, isn't it? As in like, any 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 question is often the most boring reasonable answer. Yeah, it's always like, well, it's fine actually. Yeah, kind of, but not really. And you go, <laughs> oh, okay. Like most things in life are that. Um, yeah. Well, uh, how how about this question, uh, Pierre? Yeah. Um, are we a week away from nuclear annihilation? Well, yes, this is it, isn't it? Um, I'm sure, like many of you listeners, uh, you've been doing a bit of the old doom scrolling. I. Uh, have lost my mind, and I'm like following. There's some. T- there's a few Twitter accounts where you can basically follow I, I people trying to like retake an airfield. I don't think you should be doing that. I know I shouldn't I be doing should it, be but like it's happening now, you know. Yeah, I know, I know, but oh. you can't do anything about it. You've got enough on your plate. 
<laughs> but even that feels insane to be like. If Europe is wiped out of nuclear holocaust, it won't matter that you I, knew it was coming anyway. No, I don't think the nukes are going to be a thing. Really? Do you not think so? No. Well, because you know how Vladimir Putin said, like, send the nukes to double secret readiness. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing he said isn't a name. Yeah, he said put the de- put the deterrence on. It's like the, the like he st- said he's activate the deterrence. It's like well, they're already deterrence. They're already there. Yeah, they're floating around constantly. But like so, in, in like Russian military doctrine, they were saying has like actual names for the stages of nuclear readiness. There's four stages. Right. And the thing he said isn't any of them. It's well, always you, at level one. You have been following this closely. Yeah, yeah. And the thing he said is just like going double secret probation. <laughs> like it was. It's just to fucking freak people out. Yeah, well, it worked. Well, it did work. Yeah. Um, I don't know what he was worried about happening, because everyone seems to already be doing everything they can to fuck him up, apart from declare war. But maybe he really thought we'd do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just more Putin brinksmanship. He's such a brinksman here. <laughs> he loves the brink. That guy lives on the brink. He loves a brink. He loves a tall, cool glass of brink, that guy. <laughs> He's a heavy he brinker. Takes a sipper brink and he wants more. <laughs> he's got a brinking problem. He's got a brink I think he's got a brinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> Vladimir Putin has a brinking problem. He's got a brinking problem. Uh he loves the brink. <laughs> uh, Night out on the brink. First thing he does in the morning is have another brink. Another brink, yeah. There's another brink. You can't stop him. And he's on a real bender these days. We've had about nine days on the brink <laughs> so far. On the demon brink. Oh, um, gosh. But my main worry, right, uh-huh. is that, well, I mean, Ukraine is all, Ukraine's already putting up a bigger fight than he'd expected. Oh, than anyone expected. I mean, it's absolutely astonishing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's real Battle of Helm's Deep stuff. Oh yeah, it's three hundred Spartans. Yeah, and 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 all these um, all the sanctions are being um, placed against them. The Russian citizens can't get cash out of the cash machines, and they can't yeah. buy shit. All the fucking oligarchs can't enjoy the very things they became oligarchs to enjoy. They can't spend yeah. money in the West they hate, but is also the only place where it is w- pleasurable to live. So that's where they go. <laughs> yeah, um, and so. I'm worried. My main worry is that Russia and Putin are defeated, but then he just nukes everyone out of embarrassment. <laughs> it's like the ultimate rage quit. That's what I'm worried about. Right, okay. So you think he's going to take his ball and go home. So now no one can play football. He's going to make this nuclear football in the briefcase home and then th- lob it over the fence. <laughs> nuke everyone. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to pop the world's football, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean... The good thing as well is that even if he does decide to do that, it's not like he just has like a button in his pants that he can just press. Mm. He it has the, it's, it's like America. It still has to go through like 15 different weird generals and like an admiral. and Yeah. And, and eventually like... like that, there, there's that, a theory that eventually someone's going to say no or like... Well, it could be the final test, right? Like if all the oligarchs are like, he, he might turn it around. Okay, let's... Yeah, if we if we rebel now and we fail, he'll kill us, and then yeah. we'll definitely won't be oligarchs. But yeah. the second he puts up the phone and goes nuke everything, then that might be the point where the general who he calls says he says nuke everything. The general goes, "Of course, sir." Puts the phone down, immediately picks it up. Yeah, we gotta kill. We gotta fucking kill right, this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta get rid of this guy. Anything's better than not than being dead in a nuclear winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any amount of oligarchy is nicer than that. A small yacht is better. 
than yeah, being irradiated. My, my, my worry is that if there is a country out there that can, where the leader can skip all those steps, it's <laughs> Russia. I mean, North Korea more so. There was someone on Twitter was pointing out that, have you seen those crazy videos of Ukrainians just stopping tanks by just standing in standing front of them? From, yeah. Well, if the Russian soldiers aren't willing to just smush Ukrainians yeah. with their tanks, are they willing to nuke the earth? That's true, that's true. At some point, they're going to go, I don't think so. And like, there's examples from the Cold War where there's that Russian submarine guy who basically saved the world by not launching a load of nukes when he even, should have. Yeah, even though he was, con- he, as far as he knew a, knew, a nuke had been launched. Yeah, he just, they'd, been, they'd recently been doing exercises and, and he suspected that something was, like it just couldn't be true. Right, but he just right. made the decision either way to be like, no. And then like 10 minutes later, they're like, hey, yeah, don't worry about that. That was just like a fly on the smudge right. on the screen. And so, presumably then he immediately collapsed. Okay, so relief. I mean... So I don't think... Nuclear- you're putting me at ease here with regards to the nuclear stuff, but you're still very anxious. What is it you're anxious about? The, Ukraine, just like... Yeah. Like... Do you think this is his Poland? Yeah, I do. And there's no version of the... Like, put it this way. Sweden is arming the Ukrainians. Yeah. And Switzerland <laughs> is joining in on the sanctions. Yeah. Sweden and Switzerland were neutral to Hitler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's huge for yeah. Sweden to be like, okay, we... Fool me once, crazy borders guy. <laughs> and even Switzerland are like, okay, we basically refurbished our government buildings with Nazi gold, and even we are going to at least pretend to do something. Which, And even pretending to do something is enough to annoy Putin. Yeah, that's so true. fucking massive. Yeah. The whole thing's massive, and basically, I don't know, I mean, if... There's no because there, there's no like I, what I don't know and and what worries me is that there's no clear understanding of what exactly the goal is. Yeah, yeah. It sometimes seems like he doesn't know what he wants. Because here's the thing: there's there's a very good analysis of it by Lawrence Friedman, who's the professor emeritus or something fancy of war studies at King's College London, and he was saying that look the number of troops that Russia has to throw into this, which is like at most two hundred fifty thousand is around the same number of troops that America and Britain needed to invade and occupy Iraq. Right. Iraq uh, has 20 million fewer people than Ukraine. Mm. And Ukraine's like five times the size, four times the size. Yes. It's nowhere near enough people. So what's the plan? Is he going to occupy it? And like, that was with a population that, at least initially, welcomed us. We're talking about Iraq. Iraq. Yeah. Ukraine, yeah. all of them hate them already, and they all yeah. have anti-tank missiles, and they're all furious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah the, what is the end game? Is what's it, the uh, point? Yeah. And, they, and that was assuming they'd do but well. Then, that was assuming they'd do as well as we did on day one of the Iraq war, which was basically just to win immediately and delete yeah. their air force. For, like, <laughs> <laughs> delete just, airforce.exe. Yeah, just like highlight all the different planes on your desktop and just go, Ben, just delete. <laughs> like The fact that Ukraine even still has an air force is actively weird. Right. Day one, every yeah. single Ukrainian fighter plane should have just been ash, and it's not. They're still tootling around in the sky. It's fucking mad. It's weird. It's not just incompetent. It's actively weird. The mm. only way Russia's performance could be any weirder in terms of its badness is if it turned out all their guns were made of ham. <laughs> and there was like a viral TikTok video of a Ukrainian going, what? And like, what the fuck? And like picking up a gun and just going, he just through his hand, going like, he's ham. <laughs> <laughs> that would be <laughs> that's the only thing weirder than all the stuff that's already happened like there's footage of them just abandoning tanks even sometimes when they have fuel yeah yeah it's just in the middle of the road there'll just be this empty tank with an engine running like something out of a gta game <laughs> what the- something in battlefield like you, yeah yes you, yes, you- oh, tank spawned yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's fucked up and i mean like on a on a more like 
on a less existential geopolitical level, people are just being shelled in the fucking apartment blocks, and it's yeah, like it's yeah. harrowing. I mean, the, the the missile that hit just the center of Kiev today, yeah, is just appalling, just enormous. I think it was an Iskander missile. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing's crazy, and also it's going to be a refugee crisis, and it's the first time in a long time that like two appreciably solid, serious states have gone toe to toe. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's first time two sort of comparable militaries have gone. Well, not even comparable, but just like so, like Armenia and and Azerbaijan had that war like a few months ago or last year or whenever it was. But even that was about like all, like long disputed territory, and it was like no one no one involved had a nuke. Yes, and it, you know it was in a very like small area of dispute. Whereas this is like Ukraine, the only country in Europe bigger than Ukraine is Russia. Mm. Like this the whole the scale of this is enormous. Refugees are flooding into the EU. Um yeah, it's just that no, this is bigger than 9/11 in terms of its change to the global order. Sweden, Sweden and Finland might join NATO. I'd fucking join NATO if I was them. Yeah. If I had a border with Russia, I'd be pooping my pants. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I've been losing my mind basically. Yeah, I'm sorry but I don't think that, we'll get but- nuked. Okay. Well, I've just been losing my mind over every other aspect of the of the conflict. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It is big stuff. It, it, and it, it's sort of the the latest in a th- string of large scale events of the last what? What's it coming to now? Six years of going. No, the worst possible thing's not going to happen. Yeah. Or the, it's threatening to happen, <laughs> but it's not going to actually happen. Well, that's it. I and th- time after time <laughs> after time, it has. Yeah. Brexit, Trump. Well, it's yeah. not going to actually. They win. Oh, he's not going to actually. He wins. Oh, the COVID is not really. It's just the flu. It's not. <laughs> well, it, it can't come back after. Yeah, it's back. It's back. Well, it can't come back. Yeah, it's back again. Yeah, three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's dead. Um, yeah, it's a good point. For four years. Four years. Six years six now. Years, yeah. For six years now, it's just been constantly like. Well, you wouldn't hit a man with glasses, would you? <laughs> Just getting punched <laughs> yeah. in the face by reality again and again. Yeah, I think that's it. I think the the chastening experience, especially of COVID, has meant that whatever I, what like I, I'm so willing to believe now. Yeah, that worst options are more possible because they just, in a way, the the way that Vladimir Putin got so strong was that we always thought like that. Yeah, it's 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 the the era of Sod's law. It's Sod's law <laughs> on steroids. Yeah, we can't catch a break. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and it's not that far away. I mean, I went it to really the, not, yeah. I, mean, I went to school with a guy from Ukraine. Well, my 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 folks flew back to Malaysia the other day, and obviously, you know, it's a flight well, around. Well, yeah, they had to fly around, but I mean, even that was like. Because, you know, last time a Malaysian plane went down is because some fucking separatists in Crimea thought it, it was a fighter jet. and Which is, Yeah, and knocked, knocked it out of the sky with definitely Russian military tech. Yeah. Because you know how sometimes, Phil, in the middle of a village where there's just like every back garden has chickens, they just cobble together some, some Copex, some little bronze pennies, and they buy a BUK launcher <laughs> with anti-air capability and million-dollar missiles, you know. Yeah. My son can't go to Eton, I can't go to Harrods, I'm no longer golfing on the best golf course. 
I can't buy some hookers, I can't go to Vegas. My Caribbean island is covered in dust. We fucked up on Ukraine. Now we feel world shame. Shout out to any oligarchs listening. <laughs> Think we have any oligarch listeners? I should hope so. <laughs> I mean, so- someone's got to sign up to the highest level on Patreon. <laughs> that we could change the name. Our patron, our Patreon, our patrons on Patreon who do the highest level are now oligarchs. <laughs> we have big sinister conferences with them. What must be done? Yeah, Putin's really going full Bond villain. It feels weird that we were discussing his Bond villain lair, his Black Sea Palace. Yeah. Only the other day. Yeah, and now he's living up to it. But why? Why doesn't? Why, what's his problem? Why doesn't he's got a palace? Why doesn't he just go see, enjoy the palace? It is weird. It why is... are you doing all this? Uh? <laughs> I, do you think it's the same thing that means that like that's why like Elon Musk and Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos don't just like. Just stop now. Just stop working. Yeah, that's why I don't get. Why is Mark Zuckerberg even going to meetings anymore? That's why <laughs> dude, I never don't understand. Dude, retire. Yeah, <laughs> you've done it. Go barbecue baby back ribs. Yeah, and and great sweet ribs. And go surfing with a white face. Go surfing like, with your face paint on. <laughs> have a belly full of ribs. Your two favorite things, Mark. Marky Mark. And why are you bothering with all this nonsense? Instead, he's like, I've built this huge company that's worth quadrillion bibish million dollars, and I'm going to fuck it into a bin by making everyone play Wii Tennis. I think with I think a headset. What you and I don't understand is that there are some people out there for whom a comfortable life is not and has never been the end goal. It just goes on and on and on. Yeah. Well, it's like Walter White, Breaking Bad Syndrome. I was good at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's just them all the way through. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, at least Bill Gates eventually just went, no, I'm leaving Microsoft and I'm just going to go around giving people mosquito nets. Yeah. And being cool charity guy. Nice that's, nice Kermit frog charity, frog uh, voiced charity guy. Nice frog voiced charity man. Yeah. That would be a Halloween costume <laughs> for Bill Gates. <laughs> frog voiced charity, frog voiced philanthropist. <laughs> um. Yeah, maybe that's it. I mean, yeah, you've got a palace and everyone's afraid of you and you've got like creepy portraits of you all over the country that people can like kiss. There's, you know, I heard like a good origin story. It's, it's honestly like a villain. It's honestly like a superhero villain origin story, the one I heard about Putin of like... Is this when, the one about when, the rats? Oh, I don't know this one. But no. when basically when, when, when the Soviet Union collapsed, he was... An officer or a guard at some outpost somewhere in the Soviet Union. An officer in the KGB. Right, yeah. In in East Germany. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, this mob forms and comes at him, comes at his his outpost. And he runs in. He has to lock the doors. He has to grab a gun. And, like, he's he's facing all this mob mob down. And and it's that moment that he, you know, he's cornered like, well, like a rat. And he has to accept that the Soviet Union's fallen to pieces. You know, he's alone on on this on this new border, this this new foreign frontier. Yeah. And ever since that moment, he's been like, "I'm gonna get it back. I'm gonna get it back. We want it. We want it." That's him pointing at Eastern Europe. Yeah. We want it. We want it. We'll win it. We'll win it. It's fucking yeah. It's mad. I mean, I remember I read the story about him 
when he was growing up in like uh sort of the ruins of Leningrad, I think he was from. Um and like He's like Magneto. He's, <laughs> he's an evil Magneto instead of a complicated Magneto. <laughs> um and he uh, something about they, they would go around chasing rats and stuff. Like the big rats that like went around all the bomb craters and things that oh, were still like there. Oh, like a fallout. Yeah, and just to like, get them out of the apartment block or something. And uh, there was something about they cornered this particularly big. He cornered this particularly big rat, and once it was cornered, it just jumped at him, and he was like, ah! and, like <laughs> ran away. And he like apparently this is a story he told someone who then recounted it. Yeah. Um, some general who retired and put it in his memoirs or whatever. Anyway. Source source needed. I can find it again if anyone's interested. And uh, apparently, that was his. Like he tells that story as a way of saying never, never corner a rat. Like yes. I, either kill it immediately or let it have some way of Sorry, yeah. squirreling out of it. That yeah. means it doesn't jump at your goddamn face. But then, sure. in a way, he's that's he's, he's the rat. Well, he's the rat. But in a way, he's cornered the Ukrainians. Right, they're leaping at his face right now. It's, it's rat on rat. It's like the Spider-Man meme, but with two <laughs> cornered rats. <laughs> Are you um, pleased that like uh, we gave them all those launches? They are using them. Who are the Ukrainians? With the British. We gave them launches. We gave yeah. them anti-tank missiles. Well, yeah, if they're, if they're putting into good use. Yeah, there's footage of it. Yeah, we weren't using them. <laughs> yeah, we were. yeah, that's true. <laughs> ISIS never got tanks. Uh, well, no, that's true. They did. They nicked them from the Iraqi army, but... Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I mean... I should know how it could possibly end. It's, yeah. It, 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 I sometimes think, is this just going to be like, as you say, another, like an Iraq or an Afghanistan, like a 20 year... 20 years. Occupation slash war, just insurgents, an insurgent, like a decades-long insurgency war or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's an odd one. And even if it is that, then like... All the countries around Ukraine that are anti-Russia are definitely going to be like doing the equivalent of funding the Taliban. You is know there, what I mean? Is there any chance it'll be like one of these one of the peace talks I have, and and Ukraine gives, I guess you you give him an inch, he'll take a mile. But like they go, okay, here's like you can have this little corridor if you just back off now. Or you just have that those bits that want to that are like separatist. Yeah. Before, yeah, maybe, but I mean. I mean, maybe at some point Putin starts looking for a way to climb down, or just like. That's the trouble is that all the ways that are about climbing down require the Ukrainians who are like fighting for their existence to hand over yeah, a, exactly. a slice of something to that yeah. fucking maniac. Have you already know. lost Crimea? Yeah, exactly, and the, and those bits of Donetsk, Donetsk and and Lugansk. I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I was tempted. I was thinking like I was tempted if I if I was them, I'd be tempted to be like. Uh, we swear to never join NATO, and when Russia troops leave, just immediately join NATO. Yeah. And when they complain, be like, "Oh, violating treaties is bad, is it? <laughs> Wait, is upsetting, it- <laughs> upsetting, is it when someone violates a treaty?" Isn't Zelensky saying now, "Let us join NATO right now. Let's join EU." EU, that's it. Well, either yeah, one. I mean, he'd yeah. be overjoyed with either one. That'd be, yeah. Gosh, that would be that'd be some brinksmanship. <laughs> we'd be brinking then. Yeah, we'd be brinking real hard. We'd be brinking the Kool Aid. <laughs> we'd be brinking the hard stuff yeah <laughs> someone was pointing out like someone online was like oh you can't join the eu if half your country's like occupied or disputed and someone else was like well cyprus did oh right because half of cyprus is turkish cyprus oh interesting and mm-hmm. then apparently the reason that happened is that greece was like you will let cyprus join the eu and the eu was like no half of it's like disputed territory there's like a dmz 
and and Greece was like, we will veto every other fucking country that wants to join. Hungary, Poland, you name it. We will veto every last one of them. Right. Unless you let Cyprus join. And they went, fine. <laughs> fine, Greece. You can have what you want again. Um, so maybe... But I don't really know how it would help Zelensky. I guess it would mean that Russia was attacking an EU country and that would mean something. But, I mean, the EU's... Well, fair play. The Germans are rearming, Phil. Really? Yeah, they've just added like another 100 billion euros to their defense budget. And uh, Who'd have thought we'd find ourselves in a place <laughs> not even a century on going, yay, the Germans are rearming, good. <laughs> well, it's like with China. I'm just being like, let's hope Japan has a powerful navy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing switched Man, around. Yeah, complete flip-flop. It's like a very long-running show. Yeah. And yeah, and you go, oh, what? It's like Power Rangers when the the, <laughs> the evil is it the yeah. the, oh, the Green Ranger becomes a White Ranger, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, good, they're the good guy now. Yeah, and you go, oh, yeah, they can help. They can help, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, uh, I thought Germany was still um, prevented from 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 building up too large a military. No. Oh, they're not. No, not anymore. I don't think since they merged. But I mean, in this, uh, even if they were, there'd be ways around it. Like there is, like every every country calls its military a defense force now. Basically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you just change the definition of defense. It's funny that the Ministry of Defense used to be the Ministry of War. Yeah, and you'd be like, "I'm the Minister of War. You want to start a war? You talk to me." Yeah, everyone was very bold back then. There's no fucking around. It's how like vegetarian food is now called plant based. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trying to leave, just trying to be a little more neutral about it. It's based on plants. It's based on plants. It's based on plants. And I'm not going to say I'm going to shove vegetables on you through it, but if you want something that's based on plants, you can come with you. Look, we, we don't copy plants, but it's, ba- it's based on plants. <laughs> based on a true story. It's plant based. You can only actually call it a plant if it's from the plant region of France. <laughs> so this is just plant based. These are just plant spa- inspired. These, <laughs> these are just sparkling crops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i don't know what china's thinking that's why i always wonder about is he like oh, come on dude calm down i think china would have been fine with it if it had worked right but it hasn't worked and it's basically united the west really strongly <laughs> and loads of like fat lazy european countries that never wanted to actually have a proper defense budget and now going and buying tanks on ebay yeah the, the interesting thing between like putin and china is like Putin's like, hey, everybody, look at me. Look what I'm doing. And China's like, everyone, look at them. Don't, <laughs> don't look at us. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the last thing China wanted is everyone on edge and nuclear, mm. which is what's happening. Yeah. They and, all- and also, like, uh, Putin disrupting, like, all of uh, all of China's customers. Yeah, like, and the global when, economy. Yeah. Also, China has a real boner for sovereignty of countries. Like, don't interfere in another country. Yes, but but also they're also like on the side of big countries, uh, taking countries that they know are supposed to be there. They, they do like that, but their rhetoric is constantly, it is our affair, yes. none of your business. So when another country does something like that, it tries to change president of another country. Also, like, given that China's absorbed, like, you know, Tibet, Mongolia, even like... Um, uh, what's the Uyghur territory called again? Xinjiang. Xinjiang. Then anyone who's like, 
these ancient lands need to be restored to their original... Like, that's going to make you sweat a bit, right? Uh-huh. Given that Mongolia is still a country. Mm. And officially half of Mongolia is just in China. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be like, less of, less, less of that. Less of that sort of talk. Yeah. Well, the, the main thing that I, I... I find myself always thinking this when when all this like border stuff happens and like what when countries want to take take land I, I feel, it just feels so like it feels so last century to want more land it just feels so old fashioned yeah, yeah. You, it's like i just go you want more land well that's the thing just russia's get more money russia's problem is not not having land yeah why do you want more they've land? got the most land in the world yeah it just seems it's such a boomer <laughs> thing to do. That's what it is. It's such a boomer. It's just such boomer shit to want more land, more territory. Putin is such a boomer. <laughs> okay, man. boomer. That's, okay, boomer. As the tank, that's my reaction to the tanks rolling. The tanks into roll through your village. Kharkiv. Okay, boomer. Tanks, real original. <sighs> nice. What, what are you going to do? Block the radio? <laughs> <laughs> Block the radio networks? It's, yeah, it's, but that's the other thing why it's so gripping. It's like something from, what, 1939. Yes. It's fucking yes. crazy. Yeah, it's all, it's all. It's, it's also like, it's also like something from literally the Call of Duty games. Yeah. Where they go, Russian ultra-nationalists have invaded Eastern Europe. And it's like, an ac- that's like actual levels you play through. Oh, yeah, I was getting red alert flashbacks for the last week. Just yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, this is red alert has happened. And they go, oh, there's a load of helicopters coming in with, with Russian ultranationalists on, and they're coming down on ropes, and you're like, that's happening now. That's the news. Yeah. <laughs> the news is a Call uh, of Duty fucking intro. Yeah. Yeah. I'm li- yeah. Oh, it's it's nuts. And yeah, I don't I know. I can't believe how brave the Ukrainians are. It's like so the footage of just like computer programmers just like <laughs> picking up an AK is like, yeah, well if they if they come, I'll. I'll shoot him. Maybe they'll shoot me. <laughs> yeah. And like Klitschko and the other boxer, Usyk. Oh, I don't know this. Or the heavyweight, like, you know Vladimir Klitschko? No. The world heavyweight champion. Oh, okay. He's the mayor of Kiev. Of Kiev. Really? He's the mayor. He's been the mayor for ages. Of Kiev? Yeah. He's the Ukrainian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loads of heavyweight boxing, boxing champions are Ukrainian. And he's a world heavyweight champion? When? Yeah, he was. Oh, right. Hang on. Well, he's not old. He's old for a boxer. I mean, you know, he's like five or something. How old is Klitschko? Did you not know this? No. And then, like the other guy, that must add attention to city council meetings. Yeah, you don't want to fuck with him, Vladimir Klitschko. Yeah, he's forty-five. And he was a world heavyweight boxing. He champion. held the world heavyweight championship twice. Gosh. He's considered one of the best heavyweight champions of all time. My lord. Yeah. So he's um he's Ukrainian. He's the mayor of Kiev. Gosh. And then um. I don't know how you pronounce it. Usyk? Alexander Usyk is the world champion in two different weight classes. I think he was in America when it kicked off and he flew back to just join the militia. Mm. He's like a multimillionaire. God. I think he's cancelled the fight with Anthony Joshua and he's lost like the million dollars really? because he's got to join the militia. Yeah, oh this, that's what I'm saying. This is like movie shit. Yeah. And the head of state is a comedian who played the president in a TV show. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's nailing it? Yeah. This is why it's impossible to look away. Mm, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. mean, it would be impossible to look away without all this and the bravery and the suffering and so on, but it's also got this. I think there's another boxer. 
In the clearing stands a boxer and a fighter by his trade and he carries... You wouldn't want to be a fucking wonder. Russian conscript who, up until the day before, you'd been told that you were just going on another exercise. Yeah. And you end up being punched into jam by fucking but the Klitschko. Mayor. I'm the mayor. I'm the mayor. <laughs> by, by fucking Dredrick Tatum from The Simpsons, essentially. <laughs> Just like a giant like cartoon uh, man beats you to death. <laughs> the whole thing's insane. Yeah, it is mad. I can't I can't really bear to watch though. I'm just I'm just I'm burnt out. I'm burnt out of, of the news of, of tragic um uh frightening news. I just Yeah. I can't I can't keep absorbing it. I think I might listen to um, Ukraine cast on BBC Sounds because I love sounds and I learn everything from the BBC radio now. <laughs> um, so I might, I might just listen. Maybe if I listen, that won't be too bad. That would, yeah, that that's not a bad idea. Um, and you can, uh, listeners, you can donate money to the Red Cross in Ukraine and various other organizations. Um, yeah. Don't, if you if you are a crypto person, don't just donate it to any old place either. They are accepting crypto donations. Yeah. But yeah, do yeah. it only do it all through the Ukrainian government's official Twitter account has got lists of this stuff, so just do a bit of research, see see what you want to give money to. Has 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 an has an, a national army ever crowdfunded like this? Uh yeah, world even in World War Two you could buy war bonds. Oh, of course. Let's yeah. all fight together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every little helps. But is this the first Patreon war? Is this the first Patreon <laughs> army? <laughs> yeah, is this definitely. the first buy me a coffee army? It's the first GoFi army. It's the first uh, GoFund 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 army. Yeah, GoFund an army. It's the <laughs> yeah. first time that an ordinary person can have a taste of what it's like to be a 17th century aristocrat, and to mm. ha- sort of help raise a regiment of fusiliers <laughs> using your own private money. It is mad, yeah. Yeah, right. There's some someone's someone's already like um, donated like three million dollars in crypto or something. Some yeah, yeah. They've raised a lot. It's impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, give it a if if you if you're listening and you're interested, the resources are all on the Ukrainian government Twitter feed. Um, don't uh, <laughs> don't trust any other person. Ask it. There's crypto scams already about it. Really? Oh, of God. course, yeah. Fuck, man. There's some people. You're shameless. Just the grift on some people. It would be. It's always interesting to me to imagine if you could just track someone like that down and be like, "What? What's are wrong you with a, you? Are you a demon? Where did you come from? Were you born of a woman? <laughs> Were you born of a human? Were you born of the jackal? That's <laughs> the Antichrist. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it is. Um. But then, like, you always like if you ever watch a documentary about someone who goes around like scamming elderly pensioners, they're always like. Well, they're stupid. They deserve it. They're always like a mad sociopath. Right, yeah, yeah. I needed it. I needed it to buy things. <laughs> They've always got some insane like four-year-old child mm. level justification for it. Um, well, shall we do some correspondence? Yes, correspondence. Before we get nuked. <laughs> or not. Some pre-nuke correspondence, please. <laughs> yes. Correspondence from the before times. The before We're double before times now. Think yeah. about that. What do you mean we double before times? So like the before times is like pre-COVID. And now it's also pre-Ukraine. But now there's a, a, oh. a brief before times that's before Ukraine. Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ring Correspondence. It's it's oddly fitting. Rose. Rose. Rose knows. Rose knows. Uh, subject line: Tales from Siberia. Wow. Yeah. What a serendipitousness. Yes. Um, Rose says hi, pals. Since you mentioned on the last episode that we were a interested in Siberia and b very disappointed by the film of the same name. You remember I was talking about the Keanu oh, Reeves film? Yeah, yeah, a while back. Terrible. Yeah. As delightful and weird as it was to watch Keanu Reeves speak very good Afrikaans to a South African actor also speaking Afrikaans, which kind of melted my head. The rest of the film around it wasn't <laughs> wasn't worth it. That's a shame. Yeah. Kudos to kudos him for the uh, Afrikaans. Yeah, and he speaks Russian in the same film as well. Although, I mean, John Wick, he's been learning Russian, I think, for that as well. So I guess that makes sense. Um, uh, I thought I would share a story of the or two of the year I spent living in Yakutsk. Wow! Like from the Risk board game map. Oh, I've not played Risk. You never played Risk? I've never played Risk. My girlfriend had not heard of Risk. That's, that's one step too far. That's too far. <laughs> that's too far. Now, hold on. Yeah, I need to play Risk at some point. It's great. So like, like, the only reason I know... So on the right-hand side of Russia, yeah. there's two provinces called Yakutsk and Irkutsk. Oh, right. And and they're sneaky because one of those provinces you can go to Alaska, other side of the board. Ooh. Because the world's round, Phil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as a kid, that. melts your head, blows your mind. It's only theory that the world's round, but okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you know. There are other theories out there. There um, are other theories out there. Oh, interesting. So... Um, a story of the year or two I spent living in Yakutsk, the capital city of Yakutia, officially the world's coldest city, and I think the putative location of the Keanu Reeves film. The, the putative? Putative, as a, a, a potential, but not sure, I think. Okay. Suggested. Okay. I believe. Let's see. Definition. Putative. So this... Generally considered or reputed to be. Okay. Putative. The putative author of this book. Putative. Putative. <laughs> The Putative Putin. That, that's, the putative that should be the Putin. name of his like collection of essays. Yeah. <laughs> putative Putin. And he started he started strong with an essay that he like basically uploaded to his blog just before he invaded a country. Did he? Yeah, he wrote a big essay about like a like mad rambling semi historical essay about like how, Dominic Cummings. Who is this guy? Gen- genuinely, <laughs> like a fucking crazy essay about how the Ukraine is a made up country and they're actually all just the same as Russians. Why and- do these guys always have to write a thing before they invade it? Why do they have to write a fucking <laughs> Genghis Khan, or a pop. Yeah, Genghis, Genghis Khan didn't sit around going like, <laughs> Webster's Dictionary defines <laughs> horde as... 
<laughs> you're Genghis Khan. Just admit that it's about doing whatever you want. Yeah. Don't yeah. Go, well, actually, I think you're fine. I've got some quite clever... Mm. Dorks. 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 Um, Fucking Reddit Genghises. <laughs> He's a real Reddit Genghis, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I have no idea what that would mean, but it sounds like a, like you'd... What a slam. You'd feel bad all day if someone called you that. A Reddit All right, Reddit Genghis. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck, I've right. been slammed. Shit. Since yours is primarily a lavatory-based podcast, I'll cut to the chase. I believe I have had the privilege to use the world's coldest toilet. Oh! Ooh. Poo on ice. <laughs> the world's coldest toilet is always the one where it's ice cold with an open window after, and you're planting your bed-warm bum on it. Yeah. It's a wisp. It's a wee on the rocks, Pierre. It's a wee... <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a stirred, not shaken. <laughs> we on the front. <laughs> it's the bum cheeks equivalent of a crisp uh, beer. Yes. On a hot day. Yes. <laughs> um, at some point in December, I had to travel for work from Yakutsk to the nearby city of Vilyusk. Gosh, what a couple of years. And near, by nearby, I mean it was an eight hour drive. Down one very long highway through a massive pine forest. Oh. Like a screensaver. Oh my lord. Fuck that. I'm not doing that. Eight hours. In one line through a forest. Driving straight for eight hours. You'd lose your mind. Oh my lord. That's a lot of like... You could literally just put a brick on the pedal and go to sleep. Yeah. You wake up in Narnia. <laughs> um... Obviously, at some point in the eight hours, we had to stop at a service station for food and a toilet break. And in all fairness to the roadside station, it was actually pretty nice. A little wooden hut serving hot food. Oh, that's nice. And far superior to some of the absolute horror shows I've encountered on the roads in China, Central Asia, and elsewhere in Russia. Oh, I'm sure. Hmm. I asked the proprietor where I could find the toilets. And she, proprietess perhaps, mm. and she pointed out a separate little wooden hut a couple of meters away from the cafe. Before continuing with the story, I'd like to point out that in the middle of winter, the average daily temperature in that region is about minus 45 degrees. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I like, I like the cold, but uh, my, my limit's minus five. I, she says it's Celsius and Fahrenheit. I, I, I remember when I, I was in Toronto, and it was a bit after, it was in January one year, um, and uh, they were like, yeah, New Year's Eve was minus 45 <laughs> degrees. And I was like, that must have been. Like, they, they were saying that people huddle in bars, then their breath would condense on the glass inside and then freeze on the glass inside. Oh, get fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Because inside it was so warm, it was only minus two. <laughs> and I was like, how is that bearable? And, like, and they said, someone was like, after minus 20, you don't really feel the difference. I mean, I guess that's true. Well, it's because all your... All your, your um, limbs are falling off. Yeah. You're just dead. All your capillaries have just receded and back into the bone. <laughs> yeah, you're just dead. <laughs> Once you're dead, you're not cold. Um, minus 45 degrees Celsius is so cold, it's almost the same in Fahrenheit. Yeah, that's right. minus 49 Fahrenheit. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. That's insane. Yeah, it's horrible. So, quite literally cold enough, she says, to freeze your eyeballs if you're out in it long enough. <gasps> like, like freeze the jelly in your eyes. Must be. 
<laughs> you must have to wear goggles, right? <gasps> oh my god! I never <laughs> even conceived of that. The last thing you want is to be out in weather that cold and for someone to say something surprising. Dung. Huh? Huh? Ah. Or to see a very sexy lady approach. With a frozen solid fishnet clad leg. <laughs> like when Bugs Bunny tries to trick Elmer Fudd. Oh, yeah. You see the sexy fishnet leg and it's got an icicle on it and your eyes bog guard and they freeze too. Disaster. Horrible. <laughs> on entering the little toilet hut, I found toilet hut is the toilets in Pizza Hut. <laughs> Turd hut. On entering the little toilet hut, I found to my dismay, but not to my surprise, that it was a squatting setup. Yes, I know it well. I know the arrangement well. Interesting, I didn't know it was, it, was, it existed in Russia as well. I thought it was a pure China, well, East Asia thing. Well, there's squatting toilets in France. Fair enough. And so service stations. I sit corrected. <laughs> On reflection, it's possible that using a conventional Western toilet in that temperature would actually run the risk of freezing you to the seat. That's so fair true. enough. Yes. And the yes. water in the bowl. Yes, yes. Toad would just hit some ice. But that wouldn't that be the case with the squatting one as well? As but at least it's going down a long hole. Like right. it could be a, quite a drop, you know what I mean? Okay. Like away from you. Yeah. I guess you could be a pit full of antifreeze. Oof. Like chemical toilet. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's probably freezing on the way down. Yeah. As it's coming out your asshole, it's just frozen. Oh, oh God. So, as I went about my business as briskly as possible, without incident, unfortunately for your podcast, and I spent the remainder of the journey with my legs firmly crossed, trying to defrost my lady parts. <gasps> what? Frozen puss. Oh, no. The ice cold balls. Vagicle. <gasps> oh, wow. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess we'd... Well, like, a po- like, a, freeze, I guess. like a polar explorer's beard. Can you imagine how high your balls would... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, like what's his face? Um, the explorer down Scott. In, Scott. Scott of the Antarctic. Yeah. And his frozen puss. <laughs> Can you imagine what your balls are doing that kind of cold? How high up they'd go? Oh, they'd be behind your eyes. <laughs> and they'd push them out and then they'd freeze. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's, uh, she's trying to defrost her lady parts. Yeah. Uh, and wondering if I'd doom myself to infertility by accidentally and quite literally freezing my eggs. Wow. Yeah. On reflection, I can heartily recommend the Sub-Zero Squat experience, as it was far, far less stinky than roadside drops I've done in warmer climbs. Of course, yes. The stink is frozen. Yes. Frozen stink. Frozen to it, stuck to the poo. Yeah. Those stinks ain't going nowhere. Although on a different Siberian road trip, on a much busier route, the squat toilet experience was more perilous, as the entirety of the toilet floor was covered in frozen urine. Ooh, skating. Pee skating. skating. Skating on piss. Pee-pee skate. <laughs> Pee-pee skates. Uh, you don't want to pirouette on that stuff. Yeah. Pooping on ice. You don't want to slip on frozen piss. But if it's frozen, it's not going anywhere. Yeah, but I think there's something so... It's humiliating to slip on ice anyway. Yeah. But if you know for a fact that you slipped on piss specifically, <laughs> that really... That's salt in the wound. Yeah. That's salt in the wound. Um, thanks for all the laughs and company this year. Good luck with uh, live stand-up returning. And whenever I'm in the UK, I'll come to a gig or two. Koji Rose. Imagine uh, falling through the ice in a pea lake. A frozen pea lake. A frozen lake of piss. Oh. And you go... Psh- 
Oh, the image I got. That's like a punishment from hell. Yeah. <laughs> That's in Dante, isn't it? Dante's Inferno. <laughs> and behold the lake of piss with Brutus. A bunch of old sinners in it. Uh, and uh, some fridge magnet tat is uh, attached. And uh, it's quite funny. They say, uh, the quote is, uh, she, she says, please, please find attached a photo of some outstanding fridge magnet tat I encountered in the house of an acquaintance. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't know him well enough to ask if he was aware how insane it was. Um, so the quote is, uh, it's two women in bikinis jumping on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. And it says, never put off until tomorrow the fun you can have today. Oh, lovely. <laughs> I mean, absolutely meaningless. Disgusting. Yeah. And the quote is attributed to Aldous Huxley, Who's the famous name? Satanist, I think. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, like that a- kind of makes sense. Oh, no, I'm thinking of someone else. It's the guy who wrote Brave New World. Uh, oh, no, he didn't say that. No, well, this is it. <laughs> who was I thinking? Who's the famous Satanist? <laughs> oh, he wasn't mysticism. He wasn't a mysticism, actually. To be fair, and psychedelic drug experiences and stuff. Maybe. Yeah, he did a lot of mescaline and things. That's right. But yeah, so I don't think he said that. But it's very funny to see it attributed to him in front of some jumping bikini woman. <laughs> so she says, I can't decide what I love more, that they felt the need to attribute such an incredibly anodyne quotation to a famous person or that they chose to attribute it to Aldous Huxley, of all people. <laughs> very nice. Thank you, uh, Rose. Well, Thank Phil, you, Rose. now it's time for us to leap through the frozen door of piss mm-hmm. into the VIP area. Very important piss. Into the VIP um, Siberian service station. Yes. Yes, yep. of the Patreon, of course. Yep. Uh, follow us there if you dare, listeners. And if you are Patreon patrons, we will see you shortly. Come Patreon in. Nice. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 